What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? <laughs> wow, you really punched it in there at the end. I felt operatic because we're up here in this operatic. It feels, it doesn't feel like a set. It does look like a set. Like if you would go to the MGM. Mm, there'd be a painted scrim of this. This is it. Yeah, this would be like a, yeah, a, a film psych or whatever it's called. Yeah. Where you go to the MGM studios at Walt Disney World and they're like, look at that. It's not real. It's just painted. And you say, wow, it looks so real. It's the New York City skyline. But for us, it is real. It's just out that window. I recently found out that something I like had a painted flat. Like that, and I, I, I just can't remember what it is. You mean a movie or a, a movie? And not, we're not talking olden daisies. Oh, <gasps> I know what it is. It ties into our clue, maybe. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's painted. A lot. Yes. In that last section of the film, I think they use painted flats. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Shocking, right? I mean, I wonder if anyone's guessed at this point. We're recording now, so... I'm going to drink iced coffee as we record. How long should we let this go on of not telling people the movie that we are? I don't know. Nope. We had two guesses this week, neither of which were correct. Both of them valiant efforts. Uh-huh. Um, and hello to Olivia and Hisham. So nice to, to hear your voice via DMs. Um, people I danced with in the past. Oh, yeah. I used to stand next to Livia at the bar for years, three years. Three years at the bar. Yes. I spent three years next to Olivia at the bar. She was my, one of my first stage kisses. Wow. Yeah, we had to kiss in a thing. Did like you a, blush? I'm sure. Were you like, oh my God. I hadn't even like had a real kiss. Wow. With that person not on stage. Wow. When, oh, when, oh. I was like 21. When you had your first kiss? Stage kiss. but as a as a well we won't get into that um i'm the real josie grossy who's josie grossy it's drew barrymore from never been kissed oh she was called josie grossy yes that was her high school none of us called you that in high school none of us called you i don't know what rhymes read barf on me did anyone ever call you Reed Barf on me? In an endearing way. Oh, okay. None yeah. of us ever called you Reed Barf on me or, you know, you know any of that. people called me Riedel Me when I was in the Alberta Valley. Riedel Me this. Riedel Me that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, it, well, I mean, what I wasn't going to get into, but I guess we can, is that your first kiss took a bit. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I waited till I moved to Canada for that. Wow. Who yeah. was it? I'm not going to say. Oh, Okay. <laughs> was it exciting? Yes. Terrible. Yeah, of course. Were you be. outside or in a room? In a room. In where you lived or in where no. they lived? Nobody lived there. No one lived there. Was it a rehearsal room? I guess you'd say it was more where they lived, but it was it was a remote home. It was neither of our homes. It was a home. It was someone's home. And there was a bed. Wow. Mm-hmm. And did the kissing then make its way to the bed? It was already on the bed from the get. Oh, you were laying next to each other. No laying. uh, I was sitting prim and proper. Sitting up. Maybe legs crossed? Oh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) On the edge of the bed or like... I think I was sitting... Sitting knees folded in the bed. I was sitting side saddle. You were not, really. 
I love this. You were sitting side saddle like Wendy Darling in exactly. Peter Pan. Uh-huh. And, and the person in question was had their head at the head of the bed, as people uh-huh. do, because it wasn't the bed I was sleeping in. They were laying down. Or sitting up. Okay. I'm sure they had to sit up to do the sitting up kiss. Okay. It's all a little vague. Uh-huh. But at any rate, <clears throat> I, uh, I exited the situation and went to my bunk bed and went straight to bed. Who, how did the kiss happen? Did you talk about it and then do it, or it just happened? It, it, it was bound to happen, wow. you know what I mean. And so this person sat up and leaned in and kissed you, and uh, you said, good night. And I, <laughs> no, I mean, the kissing went on for a bit. Wow. <clears throat> and then I said good night. And then you said good night. I said good night, and mm-hmm. I excused myself. I'm trying to remember my first kiss, and I literally can't. That's so sad. Mm. I want you to be able to, but... I mean, I there's photos of me kissing, like, when I'm a child, like... What? Kissing my... Yeah, there was this, uh, this boy who, when I, you know, was... I had been potty trained, and he was... This is, like, you know, when I'm, like, two, you know? So those don't really count. count. Um... <laughs> I love the idea of people listening to it. Here you go. Well, I'd been potty trained, and I was in my senior year of high school. Um, well, and then I made out. With, <laughs> I made out with my tongue. <laughs> my first kiss. Um, those were your knuckles. Those were my knuckles. Wow. Would you think it was my neck? No, I kind of knew, but I also right. can't do that to my knuckles. So it's you really can't. No. I do remember, no, no, I no. think my first kiss, well, so yeah, I do, I do remember my first real kiss where it was like, we're going to practice how to kiss was uh, with my friend Haley. Um, and then my first kiss with a boy. I had no friends like that, ever. Boundaryless oh. friends. That wasn't boundaryless. We were teenagers. Okay. Um, I too was once a teenager. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> But were you? Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, you weren't. I was more like the OA, in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I was... But I was always so Aquarian about it, where I'd be like, well, I think it's time I really know how to kiss well. So let me ask this friend of mine who's already dated, like, a bunch of different guys. Right. I should have done that. And uh, I remember there was this guy who... And I think we went through, like, the different guys we knew, and... And she had kissed some of them, and we, like, kissed, like, how they kissed and stuff like that. And then I ended up making out with one of them, and he did kiss exactly like how she said he would kiss. Wow. Which is, like, engulfing my face. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've often thought, like, during bad kissing, like, should I stop and and do a coaching? Look at that man standing on the balcony. Oh, what? Richie Rich. Wow. It's literally Richie Rich grown up, and he has this very huge terrace. Wow. Do you think that whole thing is his yeah. terrace? Yeah, of course, because otherwise it would have to stop. Do you know what I mean? You can't share a terrace in New York. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm hoping that that's, like, more of an office building, and that's like a shared terrace. The way that door looks, it looks like you're going it to a hall. It does look a little bit like an office. It's really, you should take but a photo of that What for an incredible viewers. apartment that See would if you be. can get him while he's still out there. Okay. Hurry, Reed. He's going to go back in. Okay. Oh, this is like a Hitchcock film. There he goes. He's no! gone. He literally, oh. he, he literally that left. That was horrible. I'll he, just take a picture of the balcony. He literally left. But he, also his door is just open, which makes me think that is his. Well, the weather is beautiful. 
ladies and gentlemen, other, when you see this photo, if you know who that is, or sir, if that's please you, get us invited. please invite us over. We would love to record from your balcony. It's so strange. And then that man down in that window, I hope he's having a therapy session. Have you ever seen Rear Window? Yeah. What a great movie. What a great movie. It really is. Jimmy Stewart, Grace Kelly. Ah, incredible. It uh, is. Wait, it's fall. What the were we talking it's about prior fall. to this, to that interruption? Oh, kissing. Should you stop someone when the kissing's oh, not right. going well? When it's not going well, should you just have a frank conversation about it and be like, I'd like to improve our situation. Dynamic. Yeah. Our dynamic here. I think, well, I think it's great to talk about what you want, how right. it's going. Yes. Um, but again, you know, I'm super Aquarian that way. We're all like really break it apart intellectually. Be like, well, what do if you we do generally this? find yourself the person asking for things or asking the person to do things in a way that you want them done? I mean, not anymore. Because you I'm, have a. I'm in, we have been in this, it's I've, rope. I've been in this relationship for a long time. Look, there's two people standing out there now. Get them. <laughs> Get them. Get them. Who is it? It's two men. Their shirts are tucked in. Green and blue. What are they talking about? Money, 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 money. They're having money, cigarettes. Money, Ew. I think so. I mean, it looks like it. And they'll just throw it over the side of it. Maybe they're not. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, no, it's not route, actually. But I feel that the, the dynamic between Jeremy and I is... Please don't talk about your sex life on yeah, this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy is going to, like, edit that right <laughs> out. <of laughs> Anyhow, I'm really I appreciative mean, of I know it, you don't, what I would You're say. not a seek treatment listener in the way that I am, because I'm a devotee. I don't listen to that I understand podcast. you don't listen to that podcast. Yeah. But they are boundaryless in terms mm-hmm. of talking about their sex life. In, mm-hmm. in fact, Pat Regan today said that now he and his boyfriend have found themselves um, in a pattern of, I tried to think if there was a better, a nicer way of saying this. I, even I, who now am more comfortable saying curse words, I don't know You're that I can. starting to blush up yeah, the neck. Yeah, I don't know that I can say this, but okay. he. Uh, he says what? He says. <laughs> <laughs> there on. are kids who listen to this. Jane might even listen. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, do uh, you want to... But he's been... Um, do you want to... Do you Here, why don't he, you whisper it in my ear? Okay. Will you say it? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. It's so crazy. Yeah, I don't want us to say that on here. I'm not that I'm approved. We'll give you the... But... We'll do the acronym, which is SF. Uh-huh. Um, and that's all we're going to say. That's all we're going to say. Anyways, but it made for fun podcasting material. And they talked about it and like kind of the ins and outs. Not the ins and outs of it. It just mm. was very matter of fact. That's okay. that's what he's doing these days. Okay. Anyway, That sounds really hideous. Also, there was a girl on Seek Treatment and she said the most delightful thing. She was a guest and she was Australian and she said... That she used to live near this hill that, as a young person, she would walk up and down by herself because it used to make her come, just walking up and down the hill. (laughs) That's incredible. What a wonderful hill. I know. Wow. (laughs) And then the the running joke of the whole podcast is that hills make her horny. (laughs) That's amazing. Up and down a hill. 
Don't you wish we had a um a like that? A podcast commentary podcast. We <laughs> 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 just talked about other podcasts. I really don't. I know I really you don't. you've never listened to podcasts in your life. I listened to uh Touche. I listened to that. Oh yeah. yeah. But where are they? Touche, excuse me. I don't know. Oh, they must be very be successful. I know Jen is in Italy. I think she just got back. I need to check in with her. Wow. What was she doing? There's more people out on that balcony. See, I don't think it's just one person's private residence. I think it's some sort of, maybe it's a startup or maybe it's just money makers. But Who knows? But look at the lighting. It's very pleasant. It doesn't look like All the lighting in that oh, whole building. Me. Wow, gross. Every episode you have to do that. I Every would lighting love, in the whole building. I would be building happy to live really in that great. building. Not too high up, but you know. I would love to be... At the top. Really? Absolutely. It's, so, it's really, really high. It's yeah. really high up there. That doesn't bother me. It's How do le- you feel about being up at high heights? I don't like it that much. More, more and more I like it less. Do you know what I mean? Huh. As a young person, I felt like looking over the precipice of a hill or cliff was thrilling. It's going to make you And come. now I, I... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now I do not... I don't want to get... Huh. I don't want to... Huh. As old age sinks in, yes, fear and the only reason I was out. shocked yeah. that I wanted to ride the rides at the fair in Michigan because I have recently, I think I've said this on the pod, I don't want to ride roller coasters anymore. No, remember how sick we all felt after it? Anyway? Not good. I mean, we knew we were going to, and I get headaches these days. Yeah, um, you know who I love? Who? Linda Murray. Oh, she's absolute heaven. I mean, she's a style icon. I, She's that, a genius. Yeah, I mean, I love them all at the at the library. Cassie, Kathleen, Kathleen Tanisha. Tanisha. Wow, we're, we're we're doing this all at the same time. I love we're them really all. Really doing. Love them all. <clears throat> that was a great reception for uh, ladies and gentlemen. Other, get yourself to the exhibit that they have right now. Yes, right years after our last podcast recording, we went to the exhibit, which you must great. go to. And we listened to Linda speak, and we all unanimously decided that it's she's it. When, she's when she capital was, I right T. when I think either before she spoke or after. Did I think you you and I both in unison just went icon icon. She is an icon. And when I say she's it, I don't mean Pennywise the clown. <laughs> I don't mean no one. Literally, no one thought that. By the way, yeah. Have you watched the previews for that It Returns or whatever? It Ends, I think it's called. No, do you want to see it? Yeah, in a way. Did you see the first one? No. Well, you should watch that one, too. <clears throat> I don't care. Okay. But. I love Jessica Chastain. I love her so much I can uh, even say her name fast enough. I don't like her. I know. Is that strange? I know. No, it's not. I mean, it's this. It's the desire I have for being like a kind of an ice cold uh, performer. She's the female. And I'm just not. Are you ready for it? Eddie Redmayne. She is not... Are you mad at me? Yeah, because she doesn't do that. <laughs> she does that. We're... No, she does whisper not... Whisper acting, whisper acting. She doesn't stretch her face in all sorts of, like, No, no, no. Her ways, face is calm, And she cool, doesn't, collected. like, roll her eyes in that way. No, 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 no. That's Thank true. you. You're so, right. you see... But, no. listen to this. Okay. Bill Skarsgård, who uh-huh. plays the clown. Yeah, he's anyway. so handsome. Yes. Yeah. Do you know that all the weird stuff going on with his face is things he can do with his face? Those are real. I don't know what you're talking about. So he can do a weird thing where he can point his bottom lip into a weird smile, and he can make one of his eyes go wall-eyed, like lazy-eyed, like go out. Oh. 
like opposite. I mean, he's really pretty incredible. I think that he was in this uh, Stephen King uh, TV show thing that I didn't watch. I'm scared for that phone. Why? Aren't you scared for it? Why? It's really... <laughs> oh, it was really precariously <laughs> balanced. <laughs> It was like 75% off one edge and 25% off the it's other. It's true. I've gotten to a place where I can just live with things like that. Wow. I can just let go. Can I tell you about a movie? Okay. Well, should I tell you about dance? Mm, a little? Sure. Well, I've been taking dance classes. Sam Black teaches Thursday class now at Mark Morris. Please go. It's a great class. Nicole Manorino, still going to jump rope class Saturday mornings. Um, I've switched shoes. Now I'm trying to do new things out. Are you doing like a minimum drop? I don't know what that means. It means where you don't have, this is a minimum drop. So there's not a ton of heel. Wait, no, no, it means I was not minimum drop. It's just a drop shoe. I was going to class in Feiyu ninja shoes originally. Oh yeah. With Uh almost no support, but you really feel the ground, which I liked. And then I went last time in just regular old Nikes. Uh That's why they look so dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's better. I found I was a better jump roper in the Feyus because, like, doing crosses and doubles, it's less to have less bulk. It's better to have less bulk. You're so poor. It's literally <laughs> yawning in my face as I talk about my favorite part of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, yawn in your face. I really kept my mouth closed. You did keep your mouth closed, but you and were I- literally tears were streaming out of your eyes. You were yawning so hard. <laughs> Tried. It's so late in the day. The day's it's like, over. It's it night. Is, it is literally <laughs> recording at night. It's so late in the day that it's night. I'm also not sleeping. Why? I have not slept well in like nine months. <laughs> like it's really just, I just don't sleep well. I'm sorry. That's horrible because the, the, the rare, rare days where I don't get enough sleep, I feel, feel, feel it. Well, that's like every day. I've never me. been hungover, but I imagine that's what it must feel like. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm sorry. It's okay. Eventually, my whole like nervous system will calm down, and I'll sleep okay. better. I'm sorry. Thanks. What are we talking about? Dance. Oh, you were talking about your jump rope class. Jump rope class. Um, I've also been going to one Cunningham class week, though. Last week I went to two because Jeannie Steele was back in town from London and she taught what was called a Cunningham beginner class, which um, wasn't. wasn't. And every, like all the former company members came to take class for Jeannie. And she was fun because she sang the intros to the combination. She'd be Do like, it. And a one and a two and like that it was fun was she smiling while doing that no she was was energetic and serious energetic and serious so it wasn't like a mean like negative or serious energy and a one and a two and a three and a four and a five and a six just how you did it right just okay yeah except it's almost never an eight in cunningham it's like a seven or a nine um and a seven uh, nine So then, just trying to keep it weird, keep people on their thank toes. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I went to a works in process on Sunday that our good friend Robert Benet was having with Missy Mazzoli, who's composing a score for him for his new Orpheus that's happening at National Ballet of Canada in November, or late October, November. And it was a great works in process, and Wendy Whalen moderated it. I the, love Wendy. The dancers were so great. 
From so, Canada? National Ballet of Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sonia Rodriguez, who's one of, if not the oldest, female principal in the company, who is married to Scott Hamilton. Scott. Find it, Jack. Find Olympian. it. Olympian? Yes. I did it. Olympian what? Mm, ice skater. Yes. I did it. Wow. Can you imagine? She I really was able to do it. Was playing the part of Eurydice. Who is Linda Hamill? Linda. Is that gymnastics? Hamill. I think it's. No, I think Linda Hamill's an actress. You're right. Or is that Linda Hamilton? Is that Terminator? Yeah. I Bob? think that's Linda Hamilton. Dorothy Hamill is ice skating. Bob. She's the famous Bob. Is there a Linda Hamill? Or am I just thinking I'm sure she Lin- Linda Hamilton, but I'm forgetting the Linda Hamilton. Lin- how incredible Linda Hamilton was in Terminator and Terminator 2. Do you know there's one coming out right now with her again? What? Yes. What? Yes. What has she been doing between the last she doesn't do She doesn't do films. What does she do? Just lives on a farm or something. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that the air turned off up here. Because and- we're talking about Linda Hamilton. No, it's just because it's literally night and this whole building is shutting down. But at any rate, um, uh, Robert Benet, you love it. Sonia Rodriguez played. Oh, yeah, we should have Eurydice's, her on the pod. Well, she lives in Toronto. That'll be tricky. Plays uh-huh. Eurydice's mother. And she did a dance where she's very upset. And then she's had to do text into a microphone where she talked about how resentful she is that Orpheus is making, is asking her to, to help them because it's actually played by a female though it's a traditionally a male character help them go into the underworld to bring back to life their her child whatever she's very resentful and very Uh upset and sonia rodriguez was full tears actress to the max i was really like stunned wow on the tiny guggenheim stage she was really love to have seen it because lord knows that Frequently text and dance is tr- really uncomfortable. Is, uh, yeah, but this somehow I was surprised too because you know me. Oh yeah, I do know I you, girl. You're like hate theater. Yeah, yeah, you hate famously theater. hate yeah. theater. Yeah. Um. Um. But anyways, that was nice, and I had a really lovely time seeing Robert and. Spencer. Are you doing the costumes? No, I'm not. Oh, because okay. that's it's been in the works for years and years, yards and yards for years and yards and yards. Um, Spencer Hack, thank you for who knew exactly what P50 1970 was. Wow. My new facial product that we talked about in the Dance and Stuff show. You must go over to the YouTube channel and watch go it. Go to YouTube and watch Dance and Stuff because and don't tell anyone what that what that product is. You can hear about Reed's whole song oh, okay. with it on, okay. on the show. Okay. And watch it. Wow. But Spencer knew you were talking about facial regimes and, and he was like, I know oh, what yeah. that is, and I use it. And even at the tender age of 23, he's doing masks and studying whatever and watching people do their facial routines online. You must watch Liv Tyler do her facial routine on Vogue.com. It's so fun. Does she do a lot? She does a million steps to accomplish very little. In terms of a million steps of makeup? A million or- steps of creams and toners and makeup in order to create a face that looks not very made up which Uh is nice but also did it look different than how it started yeah a little wow she looked nice she looked fresh Uh when she was all done even though it was a million products wow interesting takes a lot of work to be Liv tyler i want i know that she likes phones 
She likes to have actual phones in her. Yes, I saw that in her tour of her home, in which she wore that strange lace dress. I don't. I didn't see the tour. It's just because I knew her at one point. You have to watch the tour of the house. I remember her being like, here's my number. You can call me. I have a phone in my home. She does. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I love having landlines. She does, in fact, have a landline. Yeah. At any rate, what are we talking about? Dance. I'm, I'm going to start going to dance. I'm going to start going to city ballet. Maybe tomorrow night. Season opens tonight with Jewels. Um, uh, I, I'm going to go see Anna Trace de Kiersmacher at the end of the month. When are we going to see West Side Story? Oh, I have to get tickets to that. Yeah, we should go together. Yeah, that'll be fun. Tickets are available for $40. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um... Um, Anthony Roth Costanzo and Ognaughton at the Met. A money. Yes. Um, Friend of the Pod. Fond of the Pord. Um, what else? Fond of the Pond. Fond of the Pond. Um, I'm going to see two or th- three different Fall for Dance programs. Okay. Um, Beach Birds is on one of them. Mm, which is amazing. The Cunningham dance I couldn't remember the name to during my. What did you call it? Seabirds? Seabirds, I think. Yeah. Beach birds. Really good. It's a good one. I like those costumes. Boy, they're gorgeous. It's really beyond. Um, at any rate. Well, tell me the fall for dance ones you're going to, and then maybe I'll go with you. I don't know you all. I'm sure it's sold out. It sells out in like five seconds. Oh. It's fine. I'll go anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the program that has beach birds and other things, which I can't recall. I'm going to the program which has a solo that... Misty Copeland is doing by Kyle Abraham, which I'm designing the costume for, so I will be at that one. And I'm also going to another one that I can't remember. Huh. Oh, it has a Dana Genshaft piece that the Washington Ballet is performing because I also designed the costumes for that, but I've never seen the piece, so I'm excited to see it. Will you go on stage and bow? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Paul for Dance is Fast and Furious. They don't have like. They don't have it really like is. It really is this kind of like almost like APAP or something. Oh, totally. It's um, it's like Star Search. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like blam, blam, blam. People just screaming. People talking on their phones. It's it it's is mayhem. Like that. It's, yeah. It's really it does have a sense of deep chaos. Did I tell you about my trying to get tickets for it experience? Uh huh. Where they say okay, so first they say like tickets go on sale eleven on Sunday. Right. And you can do it online. So I, I, I open the website at 10. They say, you can get on the waiting list starting at 10. The waiting list to get on the waiting list. So I get on the waiting list at 10 a.m. By 11, the, the purchasing opens. I'm number 4,200 on the wait list. Wow, I love that. So many people want to see dance. And then an hour That's and a half wonderful. later... But an hour and 40 minutes later, mm-hmm. I get through and I do my $15 ticket purchases. I buy five tickets, three mm-hmm. for one night, two for another. And they say the tickets are $15, but they're $25. They're mm-hmm. $25. I just want you all to know that for the, your future. Of because each one has like a service, service and handling fees fee. Service fees and you know. handling fee, $25. Why so, am I not going? Why didn't you ask me to go with you to any of these? Did you ask other people? Uh, not well, me. Sam... Wreck and Kim Branch are going to the Cunningham show with me, and I'll probably bring Harriet to the Dana Genshaw show. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's all right. There you have it. There you have it. You never are here anyways, and you never go to shows. Oh, I haven't been to shows in a while. It's true. And I'm never here. 
Yeah, so, I never hear. That is a big part of it. Um, anyways, the movie I wanted to tell you about is um, a movie on Netflix, the name of which has the word mother in it, but also there's other words involved. I can't remember them. I am mother. My mother. Mother may I. Something like that. Okay. And it's about a robot. Mm-hmm. It's ra- just called Mother, I think. Who raises a child mm-hmm. in a facility mm-hmm. that's cordoned off from the world because the world is now uninhabitable. Right. And the little girl makes it to her late teens with knowing nothing. Well, she knows quite a bit because she's being taught quite a bit by this robot, like how to do ballet, all about the world. How's as her ballet? It's not good. Okay. Even the body double that does fuetes is not great. Okay. But you know, when you're being taught by a robot and probably YouTube videos, it's like, what can you really do? Right. And then bang, 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 Hillary Swank. Bang, 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 Hillary Swank. I've only seen like, I, I can just grab information like nobody's business. And let me tell you what, Hillary Swank can pull out a tormented performance like no one's business. She's incredible. Immediate fear, tears, anguish. It's really, it comes from deep, deep down inside. Yeah. It's kind of the only emotion she does in this particular movie. She's very distrustful of the robots. Uh At any rate, watch it or don't watch it. (laughs) The nice thing about it is that there's very little in the way of CGI, et cetera, because it is post-apocalyptic, et cetera, but it all takes place literally on a set in a factory. I have to imagine it was all built in a hangar and it's just several kind of futuristic rooms where this robot and this girl live. And there's only one time where they go outside and there's some stuff going on. It's very simple. There's only two actors in the movie, Hillary and this young woman. Mm -hmm. That's it. And robots. How excited that girl must have been when she got that part. I, yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. I, um, have to pee like a lot. So can we do a pause? Yeah. Cause I don't think we're there yet. I think we have more to say. Really? Yeah. I think we could come back for another 10 minutes. (laughs) Okay. We'll pause. Okay. Thank you. Okay, and we're back. We're moving. We're back. I love Hilary Swank. Really? I think she's an incredible actor. I remember. I remember seeing, going by myself at when at whatever year this is, when Boys Don't Cry came out, and seeing it alone at the quad, and I there was a woman sitting like three seats away from me. Mm-hmm. We sat through that movie. Both started shaking <laughs> in it cried so hard both of us crying and I remember us reaching across and like holding each other's hands no and then got up no hugged stop and talk and both talked about having like survived severe bullying Jack (laughs) that's psychotic it's not I think it's really beautiful okay it's two it was two trauma survivors watching a movie about a trauma, someone from trauma who didn't survive. Wow. And it was... It's also holding hands with strangers. We didn't hold hands through, like, a home... We were just... I remember at one point crying so hard, and we... It was just this... It was a human interaction. We reached... We both, like, reached across. It was pre-verbal. Okay. 
it was the thing of you're not alone in this moment of watching this movie of someone who was What's the Sondheim version of that? Sometimes people leave you halfway through the wood. Others may deceive you. You decide what's good. You decide what's you decide decide what's good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are not alone. You Um, are not alone. Truly. Sploolly. Um, what's that? It's, don't put it near your eyes. And that's my hand cream. It's going to be some cream for my hands from Emily's. I don't know if it works. I think I'll just put steroid cream on it when I get home. What's Emily's? It's like, um... A company? Yes. It's so shiny. Isn't that nice? Your hands look great. Just sunflower. When they're slathered sap- in Emily's. Safflower. Safflower oil. Flower oil. So flower oil or something. I made a dynamite frittata on Sunday morning. Wow. Andrew Wallace came over. He was sleepy. Okay, well, it's the morning. Yeah, Sunday morning. It bothered you that he was sleepy? Not at all. Oh, okay. I was not, I had not yet put the frittata in the oven, so I was like, you go lay down. Oh, well, so Andrew took a nap. Well, I don't know that he actually slumbered, but he did lay down. Quietly. I want to come over some... This whole episode, I feel like, is me being like, well, I want to see you and... You're welcome to. And hang out and uh, do something. Let's go see a movie together. I love movies. Oh, you know what and I really I want us to do before we tell our listeners what the movie is that we are, is I want us to watch it. Ah. Uh. Yeah, my and house. Jeremy needs to see it. And Jeremy needs to see it. Anyways, this Andrew week, came over and he laid you, down. The sky is literally purple. I, it has to be the windows. And the sky was made of amethyst. By dun, the way, dun, I did dun, watch dun, Purple dun, Noon. Dun, dun, dun. Purple what? Noon. What's that? Why did Jeremy tell me to watch it? It's the talented Mr. Ripley a la France in the 60s. Oh, how was it? It's quite good. And is um, it the talented Mr. Ripley? Yes, but it omits of uh, various plot points, which is fine. Um, it's the same story. It doesn't have any homoerotic undertones like the Matt Damon version. Boo, don't care. I mean, I guess it does if you want it to. The sky is so beautiful. Purple. Yeah. Do you know that song by Hole? No. And the sky was made of amethyst. Is that dun, Courtney Love? Dun, 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 Can you believe dun, I knew that? Dun, dun. And all the stars look just like little fish. No, Jack, listen to fish. me. Okay. So this French movie is called, the English translation is Purple Noon, though that's incorrect because mm. um, I think the French, the literal translation Violette. is Full Sun. Hmm. So. That would be Soleil. Plan Soleil. Plan Soleil. That's Full Sun. Something that's like that. not Purple Noon. I think that's full. Could be rock Purple anyway, noon. Jack, 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 listen to me. Oh, okay. This guy, Alain Durand, plays uh, Mr. Ripley. Mm-hmm. He is beyond. Is that the beyond. guy who was the... Uh, right? Can you believe it? Is you that from Samurai? Is that the same guy who's in Samurai? You can't. So I watched this movie called Samurai okay. that he's the lead in. You can't believe it. So he's beautiful. He's so handsome. He's ridiculous. It's insane. 
He's like got all the things. He's got all, all the, the things. He's got the hair. He's got the effortless body. He's got the teeth. Uh, his skin. It's amazing. And also like a, just a subdued way of being that seems like he would be... An at total asshole. No, I was going to say like an incredible lover. Oh, of course. Like just so much confidence. Really the right kind of kissing. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have to correct that queen. No. There'd be no tutorials. He'd he'd know how to kiss you, Reed. I think so. He'd lay you down gently. He does a strange kiss in this movie that Marge does not want. Marge in this movie is also incredible. I mean, I think Gwyneth Paltrow was incredible, but Gwyneth Paltrow was amazing in that movie. She was incredible in that and Hush. Okay. She's amazing in many things, but... But especially in the town of Mr. Ripley and Hush. Hush. Have you seen Hush with Jessica Lange? We have talked about this on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways... It's such a good movie. I highly recommend Purple Noon. Purple Noon. Okay. And what were we talking about just prior to Purple Noon? Do you remember? Please help me. Please, Mm. Jack. Oh, yeah. Well, it was... uh, Crying in the movie theater. Boys don't cry. Hilary Swank Hillary is a one-note actress for me. But okay. for you, I think she's very good at the thing she does, which is being miserable. Tell me about some actors who are more than one note. Meryl Streep. She can be delightful in Death Becomes Her, devastating in Sophie's Choice. <laughs> and she can be, she can be anything. She can I be absolutely fully, anything. I fully agree. Fully agree. Okay, name me some other ones. Who can be many things? Many things. People actors who can, who can be, be many, many Who can be many things. Oh, okay, here we go. Actors who can be many things. There's so many actors I like, but they're women. Um, I mean, duh. Uh, Diane Keaton can be both devastating and funny. But she's always Diane Keaton. She's always Diane Keaton. Uh-huh. She is can be nothing but. Correct. Yeah, I'm like, there's Diane Keaton being Diane Keaton. Tom Hanks was funny as a young person, mm-hmm. and then he became a very good actor, and now he's just Tom Hanks. Do you know what Interesting, I mean? Interesting, yeah. He was a funny as when he was young. And then he became a very good actor. You know who's good at comedy and thriller? So I think that that's nice that he can jump these genres. Mm -hmm. It's a man who we just talked about because I really love him. Alec Baldwin. He's 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 the real deal. But let me tell you what. He's he's a capital A actor. Do you know what I mean? When he's on screen, he's acting. I love it. I love, you know who I love? Who? Kate Blanchett. I'm just talking about, she's literally I mean, like, she, she's the capital A she, on the marquee. I like the way, what she is pressing into it now, I hope she just goes further. In bangs. I want By her the to, way, that movie was in and out of the theater, so I think it's gone. Right we now. didn't even get to see it. No. Where'd you go, if it's, anywhere, if it's anywhere, it's playing once a day at noon. <laughs> you know? I, we definitely should go up to Lincoln once Center and watch it. It does feel at, like a movie. Remember that no. other Lincoln Center theater Wait, that I can Wait, can I closed? tell you some other person who's given a star performance okay. that was both touching and comedy. Okay. Melissa McCarthy. Absolutely. Kristen Wiig. Okay, you know who's incredible? Kristen, Kristen Wiig. Wiig. She's incredible. Kristen Wiig. You know, the movie, the movie that Jeremy's now like whatever about it, but... <sighs> Welcome to Me. Is incredible. She's a good actress. If you haven't seen Welcome to Me, it's, uh... And, and you do anything in the downtown dance performance world uh hop to it you know who else is sometimes a good actress who? jenny slate yes she's complicated she's a little bit but I'm she even, can bring like authentic joy and and, re- and i loved 
child. Obvious child? I loved her. I thought she was so incredible in it. Yeah. Yeah. Name one other good actor. Who does many things. Who's versatile. It's, see, it's the versatile part thing. And it's not their fault because the studio system typecasts you. Yeah. Into something. How about Julianne Moore? Incredible. She can do a In- lot of things. <laughs> Incredible. You know, she, she can. Jeremy's looking this way. Like, when, have you seen Maps to the Stars? Yes. Excuse me, bye. Ladies and other, if you haven't seen Maps to the Stars, uh, hop to it because Julianne Moore is so, watch that. Watch Safe. Like, lose your mind over the hours. She's so incredible. I would love to have her on a podcast. You know who else is really amazing and versatile? Reese Tony Collette. I don't think... I think Toni Collette is a solid actress. And she's just the same all the time? Mm, she's just also... For for me, she's a capital A, for sure. Oh, absolutely a capital A she's actor. A capital but I'm just a. saying she can do... I've seen her do, like, very... I'm always the most impressed when you don't feel the capital A. I'm always like, whoa, they did okay. it. Okay. Like, Lucas Hedges has done it in some movies where you don't feel the acting at all. You're like, oh, okay, so he's... I thought you were talking about Lucas Haas, who Um, I feel that way about. I don't remember him. I think that's his name. He's the kid, I think he's the kid from E.T. And then he was in some movies later on. He's not the kid from E.T. That's Um, Henry. Lucas Haas. Henry. Lucas Haas. Something. Um, You know who sometimes I just really love uh, is Saoirse Ronan. Nope, I'm wrong. Uh, Mia... Wasikowska. Was- She's very good. She is really incredible. I bet people love this conversation. They want to pipe in. I bet they do. This is the best talk you know, we've ever had. Michael Fassbender and Mia. What, what is her last name? Wasikowska. Are you sure? No. I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's it. It doesn't sound right, but it sounds close. Oh. Michael Fassbender and Mia, what have you, in... Jane Eyre. Incredible. Wait, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I mean, and I could make a blanket statement and say the best ensemble performance by actors. Oh, okay. Men Don't Leave. Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell gives a perform a child performance for the ages. Yeah. And Joan yeah. Cusack a gives the most peculiar and incredible performance. The one of truly, truly the decisions Joan Cusack made in that in that movie when phenomenal. she was like, "I'm going to play everything positive." Yeah. It is incredible. And one of Jessica Lange's most naturalistic performances. Fully agree. Kathy Bates and the little boy Charlie Corsmo is amazing, incredible. Arliss Howard. Wow. Wow. Best ensemble performance by five actors. It's a really, it is really good. Thank you. It is really good. I think I saw something recently where I was like, wow, all these people are doing a really good job. Mm. Succession. <laughs> no, I don't watch that show. Euphoria. Everyone does a really great job Everyone on Euphoria. Everyone does a really great really job. Really good job, everyone on Euphoria. You the, did a great job. The girlfriend of the psychopath is a, really a highlight. Oh, she's so great. Wearing those outfits. Yeah. Jewels. Incredible. Did we ever go over who we are in that podcast? Uh, no. On this? Who, who are, we, are we on Euphoria? Wait. I mean, who we are on that TV show on this podcast. Did we no, ever no, go no, over, no, like, no, what no. character we'd be? Who are you? Um, I'm probably the guy that's in love with the heavy girl. Uh-huh. 
who um, is just normal. Mm. I don't deal with any of the stuff that any of them are dealing with. Mm. Oh, I'm also the sister of the sexy girl who gets all of the sexual attention from everybody who is um, Judd Apatow's daughter, Maude Apatow. <gasps> you're her. I'm her. That's who you are because she has a sense of humor and yeah. um, you're not that boy who's just nice. Yeah, I'm more her. Yeah, you're literally not that boy because mm-hmm. he's like just he's just like really nice. I was just trying to think of any of them that weren't totally troubled. Mm-hmm. I am probably the lead. Yeah, you're kind of Zendaya. Yeah, you're you're not Jules. We all want to be Jules. We all wish be. we were Jules. Wish, wish, but I'm not. But you do have a you do have a flair. Sure. You do wear like a coat that trails in the wind. Absolutely. Like jewels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a mix. Let's let's have me press more into but being Zendaya's more like Jules. But Zendaya is also pretty stylish on that show. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, she's troubled. She's trouble, capital T. Well, and I mean trouble. Lot, she's trouble had a lot that she's had a lot that's gone on. She really has. You know. You're also a little bit um, of the sexy girl in Maude Apatow's mom. I have to say. I am. The, the mom uh, of, of the crazy alcoholic mom. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Because she's got, she has fun. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. She sees things as they are. And then she calls it like it is. But she's out of her mind also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Cassandra myth, you know, the curse of Cassandra. She can no, see the future. That. So. <sighs> oh, God. Apollo's in love with Cassandra and she's like, no, I guess the theme of this leave me alone. Is- and she runs away and he's like, I'll give you this gift of seeing the future. And I give you the curse that no one will believe you. <gasps> and so, horrible. yeah, the Cassandra curse. Life. So when the, when in the Trojan war, when they're like, Oh look, we're presenting you with this horse. She's like, don't let it in. It's filled with soldiers. It's going to kill us. And they're like, we don't believe you comes in. Everyone kills all She's people. like, and then Agamemnon takes her. But still, they don't her. believe her? Still. The, the thing is, no one ever believes her. Then Agamemnon, who is in the horse, takes her, well, it comes in, and, you know, when the war takes her, takes her back I mean, home to Clytemnestra. Wow. And she's like, we're going to die. You and me, your wife is going to kill us. And he's like, I don't believe you. That's how they die. Can you imagine being a woman? Am I right? I mean, <laughs> it's really... No one believes you. But they ought to. It's literally, I mean, Cassandra. Wow. That's it's, horrible. Talk about, let's talk about, I mean, talk wait, about, wait, what wait, about wait. the, what about the news, um, of this, like, I don't want to talk about fucking, you know, hideous Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about what his name. What a piece of shit. What a piece of but shit. But listen to this. Now, what if you, as a Can person. Can you believe? What if you could, Jack, listen uh-huh, to me. I'm listening. Know everything you know now about what's happened in the world in your own life and then go back and be 10 or 12 and then continue living your life on. This is a good game. Knowing all the things. Now. Uh-huh. How would you use that? Would you change the trajectory of your life? Would you tell people what was going to happen? Would you try to to change the world in terms of like, would you try to make sure Donald Trump was dead? Would you try to get into a different school? Like that kind of I stuff. I think I would immediately fall into a crisis of will I, if I do any of these alterations, will, will happen? Partly, and not only globally, but in my own personal life. Right. Like, would I meet up with you? Would I meet Jeremy? Right. You know, it's like, that would be so terrifying You for could me. probably figure out how to meet me, but I, for some reason, doubt you'd figure out how to meet Jeremy. Well, I'd be like, okay, I, I know that 
I think I know where he's going to be at this. He's going to be at Well, I know, I know that he... You could really scare him at school. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I'd probably also, like, come into... That'd be the thing that I'd have a hard time with, is I'd want to go meet him right away. Right. As soon as he was in New York. And yeah. And be like, hey, it's us. We're going to go do this thing. He'd be like, absolutely not, you crazy person. No, he says, he's giving the look that he might. He's thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Um, there, I think. Would you reveal to anybody that you know what's going to happen? I think I would make that decision right away. No. When the Donald Trump election's about to come up, what are you going to do? But let's, but so, but that's the thing of do I try to change? You have very little power as one person. Right. Well, when the election's about to happen, do you tell people with certainty? Do you, what do you do? What a horrible thing to live through twice. I guess the thing that I would probably do, let's say, well, let's say we wake up, you know, all of a sudden something happens. You and I wake up tomorrow and we're 12 again. And we're like, and we've had this strange, like 30 year dream. And, uh, we're like, was that a dream? And then things start unfolding just as they did. I guess I'd be like, hey, everybody, I can see the future. And then I would start saying, I guess I would go ahead and say, this is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen. I would be like, people wouldn't believe you. You'd be Cassandra. Maybe until certain, you know, things happen until certain things were happening. And then they might believe me. And then hopefully they'd be like, we have to get like a bulletproof glass, you know, place for the Oracle. And I'd be like, Oh, oh. they're going to say for the world trade towers. Well, I mean that I probably wouldn't happen because I'd be like, I'm this thing that's going to happen. Right. How about that? You You'd know, have to connect with like the FBI because you, you couldn't become a known figure. It'd be too dangerous. Yeah. I'd be immediately killed. Yeah. You'd or be like, like an X-Man for an X-Men. Has there been an X-Men who knows the future? No. Jean Grey. She knows that she doesn't. She she just, she does. I think she sees her own death. I made that up, but it feels right. Doesn't it? You absolutely made that up. That's not what happens in the movie. I don't care. Um, (laughs) I feel there must be an X-Men whose name is like Oracle and they can like do stuff with their, you know, the future. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, God. God, this podcast all of a sudden turned into no, no, no. something so I know that intense. If, if anyone's gotten through everything else we were talking about to this point, this is really it. If I had this power, this is what I can the, say what, with certainty. We're going to start making all these that as a child, because uh-huh. I feel like I I always imagine I come into this power when I'm at boy choir school, and it means that I can be an, the most unbelievable singer, right? Because oh, okay. like I had th- this incredible instrument. That goes mm-hmm. without saying. I mean, I. I had a great voice, but uh-huh. I just didn't really like have any, a lot of feelings about it. Uh-huh. And I think now with all this information, I could really harness the power of it. Uh-huh. Oh, so you would just use it to be like a better singer? I'm amazing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would have been amazing. Yeah. I would really use my power to like try and stop like global disasters for sure. Hmm. But maybe you have the right idea. I should just use it to like play my cards right as an actress and then get on a TV show. Interesting. Hmm. If you're out there and you know the future, contact us. Because if you're Cassandra, contact us. I more than more than happy to keep your anonymity. Jack, listen. Yeah. They're not out there because magic doesn't exist. I just want you to know that. Okay. Jack, listen to me. Mm-hmm. There are no ghosts. There are no ghosts. I 
fully believe there are. There is no magic. I believe there is. <laughs> All religions are fables. I said it. I said it here, and it's truth. Well, I mean that that I can get behind. I Thank mean you. that that sort of. I mean the the, the you know, but I can get into like a Joe Campbell power of myth kind of moment with that. Well, that's not that doesn't mean that's that really different. I don't than believe like, in like. Like sort of the power of energy, the energy, right? Mm-hmm. I can like be well, like. It's a okay. pretty slippery slope from that into magic, Reed. I've got to say, you know, it's energy. A, it is vague. I don't believe in magic. Uh huh. Right, but I think that now we're just semantics. Magic and energy, I think, are the same to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you believe that people can bend spoons with their mind? No. But I feel like they can. <laughs> so, Is that weird? So, <laughs> so that was pretty good. That was pretty good, Reed. That was pretty good. No, they can't. They can't. It's a mentalist trick. Yeah, how do they But do I it? know people who can. Well, we still need to have our guest on who will not tell us about how that happens. We know a um, mentalist? I know a mentalist. Right. Vinnie DePonto, right. who I simply adore and who I fully, who can do hypnotism and all of those things. And I'd, he's, I a, would love to be hypnotized to like make myself a more productive person. I know I'm like fairly productive, but I wish I could be hypnotized. You can be. So that someone could be like, you love exercise. You could be. I took a, I, so by the way, here's a story, short story. Okay. Hope you like short stories. I, People love a long podcast, Jack, okay. and I know you don't believe me, <laughs> but it's true. Okay. I cashed in on a gym membership this week that I was gifted by the Manny Cantor Center, which is part of the Henry Sheet Settlement, because I helped them with the installation of some curtains in their art rooms downstairs. Okay. Long story short, I get a free one-year membership to a very nice gym. Where? In the t- sixth, fifth floor of the Manny Cantor Center on East Broadway. Do you know that building I'm talking about? Mm-mm. It says like Alliance outside. It's right uh-huh. across the street from Batisco. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. It's a community what? center that has like class, class. And it has a nice gym in it? Beautiful gym. Does it have a pool? No. Oh. But I already have my pool. Right. Which is Chelsea. Parks and Recreation. Everybody, poor people, sign up for it. It's for the poor. It's for me and you and all the listeners. Anyways... Oh, the other day someone pooped in the pool. <laughs> I can't. <gasps> ah! <laughs> so at any rate, wait, 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 wait. You can't just. I mean, my phone literally dropped. I, off of, how did someone poop okay, in the pool? And I how? went swimming between like I don't know ten thirty and eleven. Uh-huh. I like to swim for twenty five minutes straight and then stretch on the edge of the pool. Uh-huh. I get out of the pool. I get dressed. The Does your heart rate increase when you swim? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get, I have to pass, like, a point of, like, really not enjoying it. And then mm-hmm. suddenly, like, I, my whole body gets really rhythmic. Anyways, I get out of the pool. I dry change. I come out of the pool. I look through the windows. No one's in the pool anymore. And I think, oh, wow, weird. The timing must be different today because there was still, like, another hour, hour of pool time. And then this um, Chinese woman comes up to me and she's like, you got out of the pool at just the right time. She's like, because someone pooped. And it was a little, it was a kid. Oh, okay. There was a kid swimming. They pooped in the pool and that happens and it's understandable. But they had to clear out the pool, let me tell you what. Anyways. I wonder, you know what? Do you think they drain the pool when that happens? I don't know. 
Or do you think they're just like, everyone out, we're going to drain it and refill it. And they're like, just pull that poop out. And then let's I, keep going. I, I mean, I believe in just pulling the poop out. <laughs> the poop is so, the pool is so chlorinated. I mean, what could happen? I've also got to say, I can't believe that with, you know, like your, how you're feeling about skin and stuff, that you're okay with swimming. I know. It's, I've got it. It's like a chlorinated pool is right up there with smoking. You can ask a dermatologist. Yeah, but smoking also destroys you inside. Yeah. That's the really big problem. Right. Okay. So, anyways. (laughs) Um, I'm only swimming once or twice a week, so it's it's not intense. Well, you heard it here first. Swimming once or twice a week or smoking once or twice a week is just about the same. It's a real Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, that's right. So... I, Manny Cantor Center, mm-hmm. I took a exercise class last night, mm-hmm. which was called Bar Method, which I'd never done. Which oh, yeah. I thought, is this ballet? And when it started, I thought, oh, it's really not. Because you had to have a metal bar. Uh-huh. Not that, it's not, it's not on the wall. It's just like a, a cane. Uh-huh. And also two, like, light weights. I got uh-huh. three pounders. Uh-huh. We had an option two to five. I said right. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm I'm not a bodybuilder. Yeah, I'm not a beast. <laughs> My God. Meanwhile, I was the only male human being in the class, uh-huh. and I was also um, the only person. One of the only one of only two people under the age of fifty. Let's Fierce. Say. And I was the only person who would stop in the middle of combinations because you were so tired. Yes. <laughs> I would absolutely be like, "This can't be good for you," and I would stop. <laughs> And what was it that felt too hard? Well, when things, when I start to take the tension in other parts of my body or I feel I'm cramping and I feel that I'm going to be incredibly sore from something, I stop. Because I don't want that. Well, I, I'll allow Have you ever things to weights? Prefer. No, girl. No, queen. <laughs> I've lifted, I've uh, done a machine or whatever. Uh-huh. But you know, no, it's always that's always an anomaly in the right. whole history of my exercise. Right. But I do I like a class environment, I like a toning environment. Right. I felt the burn and a quiver at the backs of my legs and my right. abs, etc. But like doing a lot of squats, holding that bar oh, and stuff. So many. Wow. So many. At one point we would we would plie in second uh-huh. and rise up on one demi point uh-huh. over and over, staying in the Grand plié. And where do you holding do with your the arms? Stick. Yeah, holding, the, holding stick the stick in front stick. of you, off at, the floor. At a certain point, she wasn't going by numbers, so you don't know how many you're going to do. It was by minutes, right? She's like, we're going to do it for a minute and a half. And I, I'd immediately panic. I'd be like, there's no way. I only did three. I'm already tired. You know what I mean? So I go as long as felt acceptable. And she shouldn't I, have told you how long I was going to go. I know. You really should just be like, okay, we're going to be here for a bit. So just try to breathe into it and so, go. I still can't handle it. So then there was a point where we were in like heels touching first position mm-hmm. demi point, mm-hmm. just pumping, pump, pump, pump. What do you mean? What are you talking I'll about? I'll show you. This isn't helpful for the listeners. So, so I'm holding a pole. Uh-huh. You're in demi point, touching. heels touching, like uh-huh. Knees bent. And you're going up and down on your knees. Yeah. That does not seem right in many ways, actually. So hard. Let me tell you what. Literally, I could see my wobbly hamstrings shaking. <laughs> Anyways. How did you feel today? Did you feel sore? No, I'm not that sore because I That's stopped right. when I felt. But everyone else kept going. They kept going. How did they look? Like regular people. Wow. I know. Incredible. Well, they looked, there wasn't, everybody looked fine. I mean, right. that's what it's about. Like trying to like stay alive. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what it's about. Trying, trying to, to stay, stay alive. alive. I mean, that's literally what it's And then all I went about. out in the main part of the gym and I looked around and people were like climbing things and lifting <sighs> weights and doing yeah. the stair steppers. And they had this amazing thing, which was, you know how people climb walls? Yeah. It was that, except it was a treadmill. So imagine the wall yeah, continually it moves. moves down. This is a very nice place. It is pretty nice. And there's big windows. Anyways. I, they, I saw that they had these um, flat-topped stools that I always see Sarah Mern stepping up on in her Joel Prouty workouts. And I thought, I can, like, pretend to try to do that. Right. So I started, like, stepping up on those. And I was held, holding a six-pound kettlebell. Mm-hmm. It must have been more than six, eight, six kilograms. Whatever that means. Because uh-huh. it felt so heavy. Uh-huh. And I would, it was the smallest one they had. So I'd step... <laughs> 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 I'd step up on it uh-huh. and then I'd like slowly step down uh-huh. and then I started doing step ups and then like a back attitude with plies oh, and stuff. Oh, uh-huh, work. <sighs> so hard. I just yeah. did that for a couple minutes and left. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of you coming to the gym, uh-huh. doing just that mm-hmm. for a couple of minutes and then leaving. No, I was already so tired from the bar class, which was an hour. I love that you pushed yourself to do a little extra after an hour of a class. Thank you. And I tried to do the splits on a mat in the in the room. How'd it go? The main room. Well, one side was, you know, okay. And one side was not going to happen. The, your bad side? My left side. The one that has the scar tissue in it? Yeah. Although right. I have to say the scar tissue is pretty well worked out. Well worn down. Um... In terms of working out at a gym and feeling tired, yeah. let me tell you how hard it is when I go to the gym at Bard. I bet. And I'm surrounded by people who are two times younger than me, who uh-huh. are then doing, like, all this stuff. Are they Bard students? Well, the ones that are in the gym. Yeah. Is there sports at Bard? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. they have a team of some kind? Yeah. There's lacrosse. There's swim. There's... Swim. Are they so there's, track? Are there, does it look like there's athletes around you? Sometimes I think all the people who are maybe like more the people who are looking to bulk go up to the weight room, but there's weights on like the Small main. Oh uh, yeah, not, no, there's like thirty pound weights and things like that. Okay, and but imagine just imagine being surrounded by people who are so much younger than you working out. That's really hard. It's hard for me at this point. It just seems like almost everyone's younger than us, and I know that's. That's crazy to say. That's really not true. When I go to the Greenpoint YMCA, I'm like, I'm good. Well, here's something interesting. When mm-hmm. I go to Cunningham class, uh-huh. the people who who speak to me, about, who sort of relate to me mm-hmm. in terms of our experience of class taking are people who are uh, in their 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is... Younger. In their 20s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're former company members in their 30s and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. it's funny. Like, I feel like I skipped. The 30s? Yeah. And like, you just sort of jettisoned to 50s? 50s. Bill mm-hmm. Young came up to me the other day and was really just like, it's hard for people like us, you know? It, I, that was the gist of the conversation. And I thought, Bill, you're in your early 60s. I'm not yet 40. And yet somehow you skipped right over your... Th- Thirties. I know. And just decided to go right to Maven years. And I didn't decide this for myself, or did I? I think you did. I did. I projected into the universe that I'm very old. You did. I know. I and can't you, stop talking about it. 
It's... <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. <sighs> I mean, it really is. I just keep talking like, about how just old gotta, I am now. Why don't you just start a new mantra like Louise Hayat? You know? Who's that? <laughs> Louise Hay was this woman who wrote this book called You Can Heal Your Life. And it was about how if you have had any physical symptoms, you made that happen with the way you're thinking. That's true. Well, that gets real complex when you get to AIDS and when you get to Colon cancer, cancer uh, and things like that. I, I feel that that is, um, I think that there are positive ways that you could think around for yourself that as we know, positive thinking can help you in your healing and stuff. But I think kind of being like, oh, there's an omnipotence factor to this that I'm just, that I don't think is true, which is that you are some manifest, like a God manifesting your own life. Mm-hmm. Things happen in the world that you don't have control over. And that I think is really hard for people. So I think there's a paradigm inside of this way of teaching that is, I don't think it's great. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I just like don't. Um... But my joke about Louise Hay is you should start being like, I'm young. I'm young. Just I'm say, young, just young, say, I'm, I'm young. young. And she'd say, I'm say young. it like a hundred thousand times a day. Most of the affirmations are like, peace and harmony and dwell me and surround me all as well. I do feel it's very relieving to be around people near my age because then suddenly it's not a thing you think about. You don't think about like, I'm like older or younger. You're just mm. like, we are. Like, we've been through the same mm. amount. I guess. I mean, uh, since my parents were so old, I mean, they, I had older parents mm-hmm. and so I, and I hadn't, didn't have friends until later. So my early years were spent with people who were watching dynasty and, you know, playing bridge. And so I, those were, I was like, these are my friends. So age in that way, I don't know. It took a long time for me to have friends of my own age. And then <laughs> I've always felt like, um, you know, Norma Desmond, Martha yeah. Graham. Like at 13, I was like, I'm Martha Graham. Like I, when I would like watch Dancer's World and like right. her, you know, sticking that Noguchi key in her hair and like dabbing wax on her eyelashes and talking like this. I was like, that's me. I wasn't, I was, you know, still like making out with people and going to raves. I try to keep it balanced. I want to arrive at, do you think we're going to arrive at a place where we're very comfortable with aging? Mm-hmm. What is that? Um, I think it's happening. I think this is it. What? I think it's happening now. As I, like, go on excursions to get, like, poison to put on my face, etc.? Uh-huh. It, it'll burn out. Don't worry. As someone who's just a couple years older than you, you'll get so exhausted you'll give up. I don't think so. You, you, you make more of an effort than anyone I know. I don't. Right? Not anymore. Ablutions? Mr. Ablutions? Oh. But I really, I love that all of a sudden I was like, I stopped putting all these oils on my face. I've turned a page and uh, now I just put on some, um, oh, here's a hot tip. You know, Tromiel? Yes. It's like a anti-inflammatory. Put it around your eyes. Jack, stop. You're not allowed to put squishy stuff around your eyes anymore. Well, moisturizer is squishy stuff. You're not allowed. It's blinding you. No, it's not. The Tromiel is great. I suggest. I suggest Tromiel. Okay. It's like putting preparation H around your eyes or something? My osteopath said to do it. And it was very helpful in terms of like calming Calming. down the skin. Yeah. 
Did I tell you that I've been putting peppermint oil in my deodorant mix and it makes my armpits feel crazy? <laughs> that would. That sounds insane. It's literally crazy. Um, sometimes I don't, I get too, I feel too lazy to put all of oregano into the glass of water to drink it. So I just stick it right on my tongue and it burns so badly. Jack, what are we, this is not a fitness nor a nutrition <laughs> nor a wellness podcast. Do not take any of our advice. This is absolutely not a wellness We're podcast. We're still guessing and guessing and guessing. And seeing like gurus and psychics but and all sorts of stuff. But what I do know is that washing your face a lot is no bueno. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Don't do And that. I'd also say, remember Chad Tolan? He yeah. wasn't, I remember being like. Why do you look like that? Uh-huh. Because he's like so, so beautiful. And he was like, I don't use soap on my face. I just use water. Yeah. I like rinse my face with some like lukewarm water and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Because otherwise you get rid of like the oils you need. Right. And you can't really replace those. Well, now that I'm using my, um, I can't wait to get industrial that. strength toner. I'm cleansing with a Cetaphil cleanser. Very gentle. Oh, so it's a toner you're using. It's a toner. Do they have a moisturizer? Oh, uh, maybe, but I'm not spending money. I use neem oil. Use neem oil as your moisturizer. Yes. I can't do that. But I'm only doing neem oil in the mornings. In the evenings, I'm going to bed just toned. What? Yes, because then it gives your skin the opportunity to breathe and slough. <sighs> this is a true story. <sighs> I'm not the only person my, who thinks this. Alexa Kirshner, my good friend, told me this ages ago. She looks incredible. But what about people who have dry skin like me? Dif- different, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like my skin you are is very dry. so dry. You're different. I feel like I have to different. put... Jeremy thinks we're wrapping up and whatnot. This is the best and longest podcast we've ever done. Um, I mean, I'm curious if anyone out there is um, a dermatologist or somebody who's good at skin who wants to, you know, meet with me and talk about what I should do. I'd love to do that. I feel like this would be a great conversation to have with Burr and Jen, who both have tried many things. Burr has done many of the ordinary products. Um, But at any rate... I wish our podcast was about this kind of stuff, self-care. Well, let's have it be about that. You yeah. know, Cole is going to be coming on and he when? can tell us about ordinary products. I don't know, soon. You can uh, talk, texting so and talking. so many questions. Um, we can talk about ordinary with Cole. I can't wait. Um, well, are we done? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I don't need to be. I feel like I keep talking about like wellness and stuff. I think the thing that's really tricky with wellness is it can become a, a loop or a, a, a chasm. A chasm. It can become something that one can fall down. Totally. Down, down, down. And it happens in waves for me because I go from literally nothing, like totally low maintenance, nothing. Uh-huh. And then once I start one new thing, it's like 12 new things all at once. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I am right now, uh-huh. which is that I got my toilet seat bidet uh-huh. and then I got... Psyllium pills. Oh, instead of the psyllium, uh, just putting it in your drink. No, it's gross. The pills, okay. which I used to do that in the drink. No, thank you. And then also I have my, obviously my baby aspirin. I'm doing B12 under the tongue uh-huh. because my B12 was low. Uh-huh. I'm also doing biotin for nails and hair. Uh-huh. I got a manicure a couple days ago. Looks great. So it looks really nice in my cuticles. You should have seen her clipping my cuticles. She was like clipping away. I just told her I wanted to clean up my nails and cuticles. And at a certain point, she held up the tool that she was cleaning the cuticles with because she was, like, amazed at how much flesh she had cleaned yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, was like yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It might look beautiful. Um, and uh, I even got one of those 
M T W T F S S box things to hold a week pill box. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. And uh, that's wonderful. Save so much time. So, what are the pills you're taking? Baby aspirin mm-hmm. for Mano bringing cancer back. Mm-hmm. Um, Should everyone be taking baby aspirin these days? I think it's for old people and for people who have had cancer. Oh. Moves your blood around a lot. Oh, I should start taking it. No, because not. I, have high I think it's not great for if you. Oh yeah, you should. But it's not great for I think if you for clotting and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so um, okay, aspirin, B twelve, biotin, and psyllium. Those are the four. Not much. I'd like to also take a vitamin E because they're pretty. Um, <laughs> I really tried to pare it down because. Oh boy, here we go. Um, here we go. It had gotten to a. I know. It, it used had, to be like a decorative art. <laughs> the art of pills. Yeah. It really became like I was taking a, a mandala of pills. They're beautiful. Every, they were gorgeous. But have throughout the day. No. Not just like it, they were becoming giant. It, it was really turning into a whole thing. So I got um, a men's pill because. Once a day. A once a, a day. A once a day. Centrum. Because it had, no, it's some organic thing. And it also has like things in it that are good for men, like nettles and whatever. Not that I relate. I certainly don't relate to being a man, but I am in this body. And my testosterone comes in that I don't want to be in this body, quite frankly. Right. Um, So I don't want to take tea. So I was taking this men's pill. And then there's just some organic thing at a health food store. And then I take fish oil with a sterile in it, which is supposed to help lower cholesterol because I really am skinny as a needle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just about moving that blood around. Okay. Maybe I'll start taking a baby aspirin. And then I think that's it. Wow, Jeff. I think that's, that's it. very little. I was also taking ribonucleic acid um, for my neuroreceptors oh and duh and lexapro duh oh yeah i don't have yeah. anything like that you don't have to t- you don't uh, have to take a, an I antidepressant i did have a look at some narcotics in a box the other day and i was like that does sound nice oh that you have still at home from uh-huh. your surgery uh-huh well you're not a addict or anything go for it i don't think so okay you're worried do you think you could slip into judy garland no but i just don't want to like put any kind of pressure on my liver you know that's good. I do drink a lot of different teas, I would say. Like, I do have... I drink a, a liver cleansing tea. I wish I did. And I'll have, like, nettle tea and stuff like that. I'm pretty much down to, like, a cup and a half of coffee a day. Wow. Yeah. I don't care about coffee, but I'm supposed to drink it. I know, and you drink it with so much milk, it's crazy. The milk's the best part. Yeah. Delicious. I, I think the milk's not great for you, though, i got to say. Milk's good for gaining weight, which I nailed. <laughs> you I did really it. nailed it. You did it. Well, and I needed to do some of that when I had broken my foot, but I think my calcium's really fine. I think this is the weight I am now. Okay. Do you think? I, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Like, I think I weighed a certain amount for whatever mm-hmm. many years, mm-hmm. and now this is how much I weigh. Mm. I am weighing, like what my anxious weight is, which is, which generally clocks in at like, you know, a hot 128, 130. Yeah. I've moved from the 160s to the 170s. Work. Yeah. I went down and you went up and that's how we stay balanced. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because, you know, grand total, the two of us, we don't want to go over 300. Right. I'm at my meat weight when we did meat. I'm at, like, right back to uh, that. Mm. Really, really unquiet. Um, but then I see this photo of Isabella Pear, and I'm like, it's me. C'est vous. C'est vous. All right. Well, I think that's enough. I think, you know, now that people and have gotten to hear about her, everybody listening pill. to the podcast. Pills they're like, they're Jack and Reed, okay. Well, are we? <laughs> is anyone? No. Because let me tell you what. The, the longer I have um, stayed uh, in the process of self-examination and um, various forms of meditation and neither of us drink. I mean, you never did. I haven't for almost 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, people are crazy. I have really been able, the clearer I get, almost the more sort of wild. Yeah. It is clear to me. Many, many people are because it's yeah. not, I'm not worried about people who, cry or who have depression and anxiety and who are talking about it, I'm worried about the people who don't. Because there are some real people who are so fully psychotic yeah, and think they're fine. And those are the people who are sociopaths. We have one as president. Oh, we really do. I mean, talk about sign of the times. Um, Anyways, listeners, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Look at yourself. What was my line? I don't remember. You had a line? Yeah, from um, Light Never Lit. Don't be afraid. Say, I'm, I'm not, not afraid. afraid. We loves it. you. We loves you.